And a very good morning to you folks. It's Oliver Callan on shot until a jet lug on this Tuesday morning in July. Just another perfectly normal Tuesday. The text is 51551 and from the North Text Studio and then your message to 80889. We'll get all your dispatches wherever you are. And I had a bit of an overloaded day yesterday and it was a a very nice, lovely respite to sit down and watch an episode of a show that starts tonight on the telly, uh, Melanomara. It's all about people who are drawn to the sea, who immerse themselves in the salty Irish mystery of it. The surfers, the divers, the swimmers and the Ishka worshippers. So we're going to be chatting to a lad. He's from Meath, but he's in Donegal this morning. He's an expert deep sea diver who's dived in every coastal county in the country, except for one county. We're going to meet him later. But it's a nice place to unwind and relaxed. Relax yourself with the water lapping about. So that show, it's on RT1 tonight, 7 o'clock. And we're also going to be chatting to one of our very great actresses of the moment. She is hot right now, as they say, Fiona Glascott. She's from Tipperary. And you'll remember her from the film Brooklyn with Saoirse Ronan, uh, best known from the Fantastic Beasts film, which is obviously an enormous blockbuster. She was playing the younger Professor McGonagall, who's uh, played by Maggie Smith in the original Harry Potters. And she's in this, um, she's also in the big HBO series, Julia Child, about Julia Child. And she's in a new Irish film, which is premiering at the Galway Film Fla. Um, and it starts, the, the Film Fla starts today and the premiere is in a couple of days. So I'm going to be talking to... Uh, Fiona later on, uh, she was starring opposite John Cleese and Matthew Modine in that Irish film. So uh, some good chats to be having with people today, uh, people doing amazing things uh, in our midst, as they say. Looking across the news, the journal.ie, this is a story that caught our eye this morning. Pandemic babies facing gaps in communication skills. Uh, and this is Irish research that's been done by the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland. And it has found, basically, that uh, babies born, particularly in the, uh, the the first three months of the pandemic, have very ha- have experienced, are less likely to interact with people outside of their family group. And as a result, their communication skills, compared to those born pre-pandemic, have gaps in them. So uh, the reason, of course, is just because uh, they had smaller groups to deal with in, in lockdowns and so on. They have slightly reduced communication skills, and the study found they had very small social circles during the pandemic. A quarter of the babies from this group who were assessed by the researchers did not meet another child of their own age in the first year of their lives. It's an extraordinary thing to look at. So all these, it's been three years, but we're, we're getting to the, the, the midst of these, this research now. Now, all is not lost because it was noted that it was possible that the, devel- the, oh, sorry, the developmental delays in these infants could possibly be reversed with normal life resumed and there were no differences between pandemic born and pre-pandemic babies in most aspects of development like movement problem solving and no differences in behavioral outcomes so there's kind of good news there but i think there's a lot of uh, mammies with post-pandemic babies nodding along and slightly worried but the research is there and and um, although there, there are gaps there are gaps that can be bridged the belgrast telegraph tells us this morning that members of the Orange Order in Derry are being praised because they delayed the start of their annual Orange Parade yesterday and some of them stood up and applauded as Derry's All-Ireland minor football winning team passed through the village of Moneymore, which is a wee village on the edge of Derry there and it's roughly half and half, 
loyalist or unionist nationalist uh, that's been the demographic for years and years and so the uh, the team bus was coming home from the All-Ireland winning which was on Sunday but they did it obviously yesterday SDLP member Reen O'Neill who took a video of the team arriving back across the Derry border in Money Moore said it was only later when he thought of the actions of the Orange Lodges and how they should be applauded because they paused the start of the parade he said there's been so much in the news over the weekend about Trum Cree and the bonfire and my Gashel and all the negative stuff he's talking about and he thought it might be worth mentioning that there are places in Northern Ireland where there is respect shown between the communities. I think it was worth pointing it out because they were reminiscing about 1993 when the Derry Senior team, they'd won uh, Sam Maguire for the first time and Loyalists had blocked the main street in Cookstown to prevent the team bus entering Derry through the same town of Money Moor and all these years later uh, the differences that it has made and we do tend to focus on the bad stuff when there is good news out there. Um, now, this will be more divisive than anything that's happened in Northern Ireland. What to do with your dishwasher? And there are apparently, according to The Telegraph this morning, 11 surprising things you can do with your dishwasher, from cleaning baseball caps to making lasagna, OK? You can also clean, apparently, scuffed golf balls, foundation sponges, your house keys in the cutlery basket, and sports caps. So, And this is all connected as well I think washing stuff is, you know, dishwashers are there and maybe if you can separate them and you're supposed to do your, your big hot wash once a month to keep clear everything out, all the muck out of it. Uh, but I think cooking is just brings it to a completely different level. Uh, lasagna steak, soft-boiled eggs, vegetables. Um, you can even poach fruit for making jam. Uh, where does it begin and end? Lasagna. Okay, what do you do? You're going to wrap the heat-proof dish in a double layer of foil making sure it's completely sealed and then place it on the top shelf of the dishwasher for a two-hour intensive cycle. I can see, you can't see Nevin Maguire. You know, if, if it was a good idea, wouldn't the likes of Nevin be going, there you are now, get your lasagna, which is made from your rare ostrich meat, um, which you can find up in the Arctic Circle there or down in the market out in Cavan and wrap it up in tinfoil, but preferably tinfoil made from the hide of mammoths and then you insert it there into your dishwasher for 17 hours for slow cooking or you just come to the restaurant up in Black Line there I still haven't been to that restaurant I'm always afraid to ring because you're expected to be told you can be there in three years and then I always think if only I rang three years ago I'd be in and home by now but sorry just for the record Devin Maguire is not recommending that you, you do this in the dishwasher influencers of course have been teaching us stuff here's how to dishwasher cook your salmon I love poached salmon and I love this way of preparing poached salmon. We're actually going to make it in the dishwasher. Foils airtight when it's sealed. Give yourself enough room so that you can really fold it over more than once. When I talk about doing two things at once, we're going to wash a load of dishes and make dinner. This is going to go in the top rack of my dishwasher for a standard cycle. Fish needs to get up to around 145 degrees or so, so feel free to test it for temperature doneness when you take it out. You can always right. finish it off in a toaster oven if it's not quite done. I know, right? You're going to finish it off in the oven if it's not quite done. Then why are you doing it in the dishwasher? Uh, it's worth noting, by, noting, by the way, that um, she was that lady was washing the dishes as well around the cooking of the salmon which you know if you're going to use it for something else you really should be doing anyway uh, other things you can so there, there's the cooking apparently you can also wash your makeup sponges and these are recommendations that, that these things come out very well in the dishwasher makeup sponges blenders and brushes now I imagine the people who service these white goods are saying no no this is clogging everything up uh, combs hair claws tweezers <laughs> nail clippers mother of god baseball caps 
flip-flops. Oh, God, we're not allowed to talk about flip-flops. No, no, we won't talk about those. And, of course, a little reminder, which you should never, ever put in the dishwasher, your non-stick coated things, because it just takes them off. And anything enamel, because it just chips them. And anything cast iron, like your, your, your griddle pans for searing uh, the ostrich steak that Nevin has in his recipe, because it removes all the oils and it starts to rust. So there you go. Now, um, what other stories that are fascinating me this morning are Aretha Franklin... Her sons are at war over a will. It's kind of like an Irish story in many ways because you expect kind of will rows to be happening in an Irish context. Uh, it's the latest stage in the long-running family drama. So obviously began, Aretha Franklin sadly died from pancreatic cancer in 2018. She was 76 and she didn't have a formal typewritten will. So basically what happened is all her homes, her cars, her famous furs, jewellery, uh, all her assets, the, 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 the music rights and everything, importantly, were split equally among her four sons. But a few months later, wills started showing up in her house. First of all, 2010, there's a 2010 document, sorry, um, which is found in a locked desk drawer in her home. And Ted White II, who's now 60, says, yes, this will, this is the one that we should honour, because it says basically that he would be the executor and gets more stuff out of the will. And uh, it also says, <laughs> apparently... That um, that two of the other sons uh, should get business classes and get a certificate or a degree if they wish to benefit from the estate, which seems to be very, very specific instructions. However, one of these sons, um, namely Kikaf Franklin, who's 53, said, no, he's found another will. It's a spiral notebook under a cushion on a sofa, which was found several years after her death. And um, uh, in the court, he's saying, no, it doesn't strike me as odd at all that her mother's documents would be found in the sofa. Asked where the singer would read her post, sign her documents and even sleep. He said, on the couch where I found the will, just inside the spiral notebook. And he also says, particularly because it's signed, um, it's a, she signs at A. Franklin, accompanied by a smiley face inside the first initial. Which doesn't sound very official. But apparently this is how she signed posters from fans and so on and he presented these posters in court so there you go and he hopes to th- this new will that he's discovered in the uh, under the sofa in the, under a cushion in the sofa uh, tells him that he inherits her house worth 1.1 million of course market face value but of course it being Aretha Franklin's home I'd said it was worth a lot more so 1.1 million dollars is only get you a terrace house in Fibsborough at this stage so there you go that's an interesting one that's a podcast waiting to happen I think uh, or just a podcast about famous wills and people um, shouting roaring. 51551 is the text. This person puts their toothbrush into the dishwasher. It works great. I'm not sure. Sh- I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, tooth- you're supposed to replace your toothbrushes, aren't you? Um, like, although, you know, things touch your mouth, the mugs and stuff that go in the dishwasher. And mouth uh, gum shields apparently are washing the dishwasher as well. I regularly pop the kitchen sink scrubbing brush into the dishwasher. Yeah, that's a good idea. Great to clean and sterilise it, says Dan. Yes, I'm with you on that one. Although, what are you up to with your dishwasher brush that it's kind of dirty in the first place? Oh, yeah, very judgy. This is a very judgy topic, dishwashing, OK? Um, Cork City Council have agreed to name a new flyover bridge. Uh, the Irish Examiner tells us that it's now the South Ring Road Cycle and Pedestrian Bridge. It got 500 public submissions. They whittle it down to six names. Six names, Vernon Mount Bridge, uh, Black Ash Bridge or Fwinchug Dove, Tremor Valley Bridge, Sanctuary Bridge, or Broad Bridge, or Pride Bridge, or Tubber Bridge. And the name that came out on top was Vernon Mount Bridge, which is in, in honour of Vernon Mount House, which was gutted by an arson a couple of years ago, an architectural wonder, we're told. And uh, that's how they decided that. No names in there, because, you know, obviously naming things after people has become rather problematic, shall we say. 
Uh, something that's problematic for Shakespearean professors, they're very outraged, um, is the Royal Shakespeare Company. So you have announced that the portrait scene in a new production of Macbeth, or the Scottish play, as you're supposed to call it if you're an actor, uh, is being rewritten by a leading comic because he declared, and a lot of people don't like the portrait scene in Macbeth, he says the original scene is rubbish. He says uh, it's incredibly important that this scene should be dark and funny and satirical and edgy as it would have been originally. So who is the comedian they've chosen? Stuart Lee. He co-wrote Jerry Springer, the opera, and he is known sometimes as the comedian's comedian because it's um, highbrow stuff and they're, they're, they're experimental comedy that's made him very, very famous and has kind of mainstreamed him a bit. And some people who like to pretend to be clever say, yes, it's Stuart Lee is definitely my comedian of choice. Uh, so that's what's going on. What happens in this scene? Well, uh, he kind of, it's, he, the porter of the castle enters uh, uh, and answers a knocking at the gate and he's got all these weird 17th century gags about English tailors, uh, drunken impotence. And, but he also invokes the hellish imagery. So anyway, the, the professor of Shakespeare, James Shapiro, who's authored many books on Shakespeare, including the best-selling 1599, said he's shocked and disappointed that someone's trying, going to try and rewrite a, a chunk of Macbeth it's kind of like somebody taking apart a Rolex just to see if they can put it back together the same way or maybe make it even better. Which I thought was a jumbled analogy and not very man of the man of the, 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 the world, really, is it, to be sort of man of the people to be talking about a Rolex. But anyway, Stuart Lee is doing it. The Royal Shakespeare Company are very clever with their marketing because people, it's going to market it at a certain generation. will go, yeah, I'll go along and see that. Lana Del Rey... Um, was late. Do you remember she was late to Glastonbury and people were very upset. She was about half an hour late showing up to Glastonbury. She said it because her hair took forever to do and then as a result um, her whole set was cut off at midnight because there's a curfew and there are rules in Glastonbury. Well, she was um, playing in London's Hyde Park which we talked about yesterday because Bruce Springsteen was rocking them out and Billy Joel or Joel depending on where you stand in that row. Um, so she was due to start at 20 to 9 last night. She showed up late again. She, she showed up 20 minutes late and the fans who actually like Lana Del Rey are saying Lana Del Rey late again Lana Del Late she should call herself 20 minutes late some sort of new record for Lana this is the shortest lateness she's ever been what's your excuse for being late this time and to poke fun at her being late in Glastonbury she um, had a kind of a sketch set up on stage where her hairdresser showed up on stage and did her hair there. Now, this gag would have worked if she showed up in time, but because she was late, everyone's annoyed again. Oh, it's just it's very unprofessional when people are paying in for tickets and you show up late. I, I'm very much anti-Lana Del Rey. Unless she was doing something like washing all her hairbrushes and combs in the dishwasher, you know, there are no legitimate excuses for any of this, any of this behaviour. All right, Lana Del Rey. It's 20 past nine. We better get on with matters because we've got very exciting and interesting people to chat to this morning. 51551 is our text number. If you're texting from the North Text Studio, then your message to 80889. And we'll hear it all. All your, all your views on dishwashers are welcome this morning. To a point, I should say. Here's a track. Good morning, all. Gold frap there in the sound of 2005 to age every single one of us. 
Uh, good morning, Oliver. I'm one of the very few who chooses not to have a dishwasher or indeed a microwave or air fryer. We had extended family visiting last week and we had our best chats and fun took place at the kitchen sink. Yes, with all the dishwashing and uh, wash, hand washing the dishes. But then you get into a whole debate about, um, I've seen people who wash glasses and leave them standing upward, upwards with the liquid. You know, now I've seen this. I've seen this. And uh, I mean, I, I hand wash the pots and pans and the sharp knives. You can't put sharp knives in a in a dishwasher. They oxidate. Is that the scientific word for when they become blunt? Because there's bits. Anyway, I shouldn't be advising you on these things. Uh, I remember my mother cooking a whole salmon in the dishwasher. But I bet through the whole meal now, you couldn't stop thinking about the salmon was in the dishwasher. Wouldn't it? Um, someone's loving gold frapping. Yes, thank you very much. Oh, yes. Lana Del, uh, the, the Del Rey being late. She should be called Lana Del Aid, says Paul. How come none of the headline people spotted that one this morning? Or as um, someone else is suggesting here, Lana Del Rayleigh late. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'll ever think of about Lana Del Rey from now on. That's all I'll ever think. It's some kind of slow thing. That and getting her confused with Florence and the Machine, or Florence and the Machine with Lana Del Rey. Who comes first? The chicken and the egg? The Lana or the Florence? I don't know. Uh, someone here is laughing away to themselves about the Aretha Franklin story and the fight over the wills between the two sons. The row over my will would involve... What website to sell my stuff onto is the only things I have of any value are my digital piano, two guitars and Dinky, my bicycle, which is all set up downstairs for a quick cycle after the show, says Tracy. Well, you go into the debate now of what will happen to our stuff really when we, when we head off skips or will it be auctioned? I mean, we're not going to be Charlie Watts, who I noticed is selling off all of the... He was a big book collector, you know, the Rolling Stones drummer. He had a great Gatsby signed by F. Scott Fitzgerald, 200 to 300,000, loads of books. Joyce, um, rare originals, Virginia Woolf, Orwell, Hemingway. You know, so beautifully treasured. They're all just been flogged. Flogged for good. 51551, that's the text. We're going to be chatting to one of our great, great stars after this. And you're welcome back again. 51551, that is our text number after our conversation with Fiona there. Uh, brought people back to the in the acting, the golden age of acting. This person says, when I was a student back in the 60s, I worked my summers in London. I got a day job in Marks and Spencer's head office in Baker Street. And in the evenings, I worked in the theatres in the West End. Wow, that's a magical life. In 1963, I worked in the Queen's Theatre in Shaftesbury Avenue. The play there was Mary Mary, starring a young Maggie Smith and Ron Randell. The year, 1963, Maggie Smith was named Evening Standard Young Actress of the Year. Those were the great days, says Liam McDermott in Rathcool. Well, you're really bringing us back to an era. I feel like I should have read that whole thing and those were the great days. 1963, the Evening Standard, the Young Actress of the Year, Maggie Smith. Well done, young Maggie. Great things will come of her. Um, we're jumping back to Lana Del Rey and her lateness. Hi, Oliver. Billy Joel. Joel, Joel was 20 minutes early to his show and he stayed out for two hours and 20 minutes. Brilliant. So that's obviously kind of pointing out that there are, you know, professional people in the business too. And uh, Oscar Elge with a couple of fathers, couple of fathers here. Nilana Del Rey Rey, says Anya in Mayo, the father. We'll take some music for you now, friends, at 10 to 10, and it's beautifully Irish as well. Uh, that's a 
catchy tune. That's Monjul and Abby Koulibaly. Where are you at there? Uh, nice Irish music, as I say. It kind of it gets in, that kind of catches on you. I think that one. That's a nice little, little bop. Now, before we finish up, let's go to Lana Del Rey again. This is on the other side of things. Poor Lana. Can we Irish really afford to throw stones at the tardy? Hands up, any woman listening to you who wasn't late for a date because she couldn't get her hair right, or because she was trying to get the nerves under control, or because she just hasn't got her stuff together. I'm regularly late. And I hate to be kept waiting. Being late is very inconsiderate and I find it so hard to be on time. Can anyone else relate? Well, it's not just the women, actually. I'm, I'm suddenly put in my place as well, going, yes, sometimes it's very hard to be on time because you leave and you've forgotten something and then you double-check your pockets and you have to go back for something and so on. So maybe there's something very Irish about Lana Del Rey and we just have to find one of those certificate of Irishness that we gave to um, Tom Cruise and Barack Obama where they have to dig for, you know, several years to find a, a half-related ancestor and go, yep, they're Irish. So Lana Del Rey and her lateness could well be Irish. Uh, that's it for today. GoAwayFilmFla.com for the details on the movie The Martini Shot and all the action on the GoAwayFilmFla. Back again tomorrow. Claire Byrne is next. Slongafold.